Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Muy bien. 
One, two, three, four.
سانو بوی قلبی سانو
שירי חופה, מלחין, חבר שלי מאוד יקר, שהלחין את השירים האלו, יצי וולדן.
J.M. in the A.M. He calls it the uh, Chuppah medley from uh, Live in Israel. I believe that was Live in Israel, right? Am I right about that? Uh, Yaakov Shweki off of the uh, uh, Live in Israel CD with the Chuppah medley. Chizku done by Mordechai Shapiro. Lipa had Chassan Domelamelech. Machol Przanski with Chaverim. You heard Omek Hadover and The Bridge. Shloimi Gertner's Baruch Shemar. Leif Tahar with Baruch HaGever. You heard Borei Olam done by David Gabe. Eitan Katz had Baruch Hu. And from Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday on this May 19th, day 25 in the month of ER, the year 5780, Tough Shin Pei. Today's day number 40 in the counting of the Omer. Day number 40, that's five weeks and five days. If you forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. 57 degrees, 53% humidity. Winds are northeast at 14 miles per hour. Partly cloudy with a high temperature of 67. Then tonight, cloudy and a low of 51. Tomorrow morning, clouds, afternoon sun, and a high of 67 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 94 as the heat wave in Israel continues until the end of the week. We are at the 57 here in New York City as we say good morning. At JM and the AM, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H, Abel's and Hyman, Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the 
Kosher World since 1954 and available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today and check out their website. It's kosherdogs.net. There are people who are putting in the wrong suffix. It's kosherdogs.net. Kosherdogs.net. Use promo code radio to save 10%. Use promo code radio to save 10%. Jam in the AM at 12 minutes before 7 o'clock on this day 40 in the counting of the Omer. I thank you very much for joining us. And um, let's see. Today we'll explore the the, uh, Yom Yerushalayim special being put together by Atarat Kaunim. Atarat Kaunim has a Yom Yerushalayim special, and we have a Yom Yerushalayim special. Theirs is Thursday night. Ours is Friday. So we'll talk about that. David Cutler is going to join us on the NCSY summer programs. They've got uh, a lot of students, a lot of youngsters who are waiting for answers, understandably. And David will join us coming up. And Phil Rosen at 735, talk about the Likud situation. <laughs> Maybe never never better than it is now. And uh, talk a little bit about Israeli politics all coming up here at JM in the AM. Thanks for joining us. It is a Tuesday morning broadcast. And uh, this is the brand new lockdown song. From Schlockrock at JM in the AM.
Sandy Shmueli with Chazak. Eighth day had celebrate. Lockdown song with Schlockrock. Brand new. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world. The web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Day 40 in the counting of the Omer. It's five weeks and five days. Day 40, if you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. 57 degrees, partly cloudy, a high of 67. Clouds tonight, low 51. And tomorrow, morning clouds, afternoon sun. <coughs> Excuse me, high temperature of 67 degrees. 94, heat wave in Israel. 94 in Yerushalayim, 57 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Don't forget our fundraiser, everybody. You could uh, sponsor part or all of a JM and the AM broadcast in memory of somebody for someone's yard site. Um, whatever you wish. Go to uh, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and click on sponsorship opportunities. fjbunity.org. 
fjbunity.org, and we thank you. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. We see those comments both during and sometimes before and after our broadcast, so check it out, as we say. By the way, our JM Rewind coming up later on this morning is my recent conversation with Shlomo Katz. So hopefully you'll enjoy that as well. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday is next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. הושג סיכום בין משרדי הבריאות והאוצר, המסעדות והברים ייפתחו לציבור בעוד שמונה ימים. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ניתאי הנבי. לפי הסיכום, המסעדות והברים ייפתחו מרביעי הבא, 27 במאי, במגבלות התו הסגול. עסקים עם תפוסת קהל עד 100 איש ברישיון יוכלו להיפתח באופן מלא, ויותר מכך עד 85% מהתפוסה המרבית. בין ההנחיות, שמירה על מטר אחד בין סועד לסועד, הצהרת בריאות ומדידת חום, במלצרים יעטו מסכות. בתוך כך שר הבריאות אדלשטיין הנחה את מנכ״ל המשרד משה בר סימנטוב לאפשר את פתיחת האולמות וגני האירועים החל מ-14 ביוני בהגבלות מחמירות. כתבנו מאיר מרציאנו מציין שהבוקר הגיע אדלשטיין למעל המחאה של התאחדות האולמות וגני האירועים בירושלים והפציר בהם לסיים את שביתת הרעב עליה הכריזו ואמר לצד אי התפשרות על הנחיות משרד הבריאות השאיפה היא לתת אוויר לנשימה ככל הניתן ובמהירות האפשרית לעצמאים. זה מגיע להם זה מגיע למשק הישראלי. עשרות תלמידות בחטיבה ברעננה הגיעו היום ממכנסיים קצרים, מחאה על התקנון, ננזפו ולא הורשו להיכנס לשיעורים. הביאה את הפרטים כתבתנו ליה ספילקין. את התלמידות הפרידו בספרייה, שם אמרו להן המורות כי ההחלטה לבוא עם מכנסיים קצרים היא סטירת לחי מצלצלת לטענתן. אחת התלמידות אמרה לנו כי הזוי שהיו בנים שנתנו הערות על הגוף שלנו, קיללו ושרקו לנו, ואנחנו אלה שקיבלנו עונש. זו האשמת הקורבן. ממשרד החינוך נמסר קוד הלבוש מצוי בסמכות ובאחריות בתי הספר. המשרד סומך על מנהלי בתי הספר שהם מפעילים את מיטב שיקול דעתם בסוגיה זו. מועצת הוואקף הודיעה כי הר הבית ייפתח לאחר עיד אל-פיטר, מדווח כתבנו בבירה יובל שגב. המקום הקדוש ייפתח למתפללים מוסלמים בשבוע הבא, לאחר שהיה סגור במשך קרוב לחודשיים עקב משבר הקורונה. תחילה תתאפשר תפילה רק ברחבות הפתוחות, ולא בתוך המסגדים עצמם. נכון לשעה זו עדיין לא ברור האם ובאיזה אופן תתאפשר עליית יהודים להר. לאחר איומיו של הנשיא טראמפ על ארגון הבריאות העולמי, ממשלת סין מגיבה וטוענת, התנהלותה של ארצות הברית בעת משבר קורונה הייתה לקויה. מדווחת כתבת חדשות החוץ, עמלי חביב פרגון. סין הפצירה בארצות הברית להפסיק את משחק ההאשמות בעקבות המכתב ששלח נשיא ארצות הברית דונלד טראמפ לארגון הבריאות העולמי הבוקר. על פי לשון התגובה הסינית, המכתב האמריקני מעורפל מנסה להטעות את הציבור ולהרחיק את האשמה מהתנהלות אמריקנית לקויה בעת המשבר. ומזג האוויר, עומסי חום כבדים עד קיצוניים, רוחות צפוניות ערות תנשבנה לאורך החוף. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
תקשיב אל הכל, עוד יבוא ימים ונפסיק כך לסבול, זה קרוב מתמיד וזו לא אשליה, הזמן קצר, המלאכה הסתיימה. תצעק אל הקל, תקום, תתפלל, בקרוב זה יקרה, אתה עוד תראה, אל תבחן, אתה לא לבד, כולנו איתך. חזקים, לא ניפול לעולם, גם אם יבואו כולם, הוא חזק מהכל, אלוקים הוא גדול, לא ניפול לעולם, ביחד כולם, כמו תמיד. חזקים, לא ניפול לעולם, גם אם יבואו כבר כלו הקיצים, כבר אפיים שנה יהודים מקווים, בתמימות טרורה מחכים, אולי היום הוא יגיע. עם כל הכוח שיש, רק תבקש אלוקים תודה על כל מה שיש, תקום ותצחק את העצב תמחק Thank <laughs> you. 
make it But you pushed to the limit And see now what could be achieved Oh, you showed them the world can be changed If you only Simcha Liner, Change the World, JM and the AM Tuesday, Day 40 in the County of the Omer before the uh, Simcha Liner selection. You heard Bashir, brand new from Benny Friedman. Maishi Tischler, brand new with Chazakim. Tomorrow, a new music alert Wednesday. Maishi Tischler is going to join us here at JM and the AM. We'll do it via Zoom. You'll see it on Facebook Live, and we will um, make sure to uh, include some of your amazing and incredible um some of his amazing and incredible selections off the brand new album coming up. Brand new from Art Scroll, the Panay Menachem. Panay Menachem is stories and lessons of Torah leadership, compassion, and empathy from the life of Rav Pinchas Menachem Alter of Ger. Uh, enjoy a 15% discount now at artscroll.com with promo code radio. Promo code radio. Also, pre order Living Amuna, uh, 10% off with promo code radio. Check it out. Go to artscroll.com. Artscroll.com, and this portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dogs, Sausage, and Deli is the world's best, and now have a brand-new website, kosherdogs.net. Make sure you put it in as .net, kosherdogs.net. Enjoy a 10% discount site-wide with promo code radio, and a big thank you to our friends 
at A&H. Partly cloudy, 67. Good morning, everybody. 17 minutes after the hour, Phil Rosen is going to join us coming up. Talk a little bit about this new Israeli government. So he'll join us. And um, and uh, as I said, new music alert tomorrow here at JM in the AM. David Cutler's coming up later today. He's the head of NCSY summer programs. A lot of people wondering what the plan is, if there is a plan yet, regarding summer of 2020. He'll join us to explain coming up at JM in the AM. Here's Dove Halpern.
start coming home back to Kenya. Milk and honey in the promised land. It's one big family reunion in the family of man. Coming home, chosen people are gonna start coming home. Chosen people are gonna start coming home. Back to Canaan, milk and honey in the promised land. It's one big family reunion in the family of man. Our home, our land, our temple, and freedom. We leave through everything they could give us. By the hand of God, we're back with a brand new beginning. Coming home, the chosen people are gonna start coming home. Chosen people are gonna start coming home back to Canaan. Milk and honey in the promised land. It's one big family reunion in the family of man. Congratulations to you, Chalamot Yidgashmu, Im Nakov in Nikod Adabuket. Congratulations to you, Sheyashanim Yaabru, Bikem Besimcha Ove Oshet. Congratulations to you, Chalamot Yidgashmu, Im Nakov in Nikod Yeah, I'm blue. We can't be so happy. 
Da is the name of that one from Levy Folkowitz. J.M. and the AM Dove Halpern before that with Kihu Tove. It's brand new. And you heard some Halina with Change the World. 7.30 in the morning, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Zechonishmas Arav Zev, Ben Rebilsev Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basrebilsev Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Tshuva Sanan Hagos of Rav Sternbach quotes the following. The Midah Bitachon, trusting in Hashem, is to know that Hashem is Mashkiach, with divine providence over each and every one of us. The mitzvahs that we do, the nisyonos, the challenges that we pass through, we all have a great amount of reward. The main part of that reward, of course, is saved for olam haba, for the eternal world. That is the true schar, the true reward that a person receives. The great gon, Rav Chaim Valozhner, says that through bitachon, a person is zoche, will merit all of the chesed, all the righteousness of Hashem. Even chas v'sholem, it is nigzar olav, that even if a person had decreed upon him something that is negative, through the midah bitachon, an individual is able to be mahapich the gezerah, to turn the decree. And that is when a person believes that there is no one that can save the individual other than Hashem. The individual knows that their main hishtadlus, the main effort they have to make to save themselves, is to pray to Hashem, is to follow in His ways. The great Ramosha David Falloch asked the question, Why did Hashem take Adam HaRishon into Gan Eden? He had to force him to go in. Why is it that Adam Arishon didn't want to go in on his own volition? The reason is, is because Adam Arishon wanted to specifically live in a world filled with nisyonos, challenges and tests. He knew that the malachim, the angels, weren't missing anything. The Ratzon of Hashem is that a person should be Anshe Kodesh, holy people, but with others. Because of this, Adam Arishon wanted specifically to be in a world filled with challenges. 
But Hashem knew it was going to be very difficult to be in the world filled with challenges, with Yetzirah, with the evil inclination, to be able to overcome, to be misgaber. Because of this, Hashem wanted him to first experience the world of Gan Eden, the misikus, the sweetness of serving Hashem, the purity and the great reward that awaits every individual. Therefore, Hashem said, no, first I'm going to force you to go into Gan Eden. You will see the simcha, you will see the beauty, you'll see the happiness. Then you can go into the world, and in that world, you're going to be able to be miskaber, to overcome all the challenges that may meet you. In our present life in this world, it certainly is filled with its share of challenges. May each and every one of us have the koach to be miskaber, to overcome all challenges, and to be healthy, strong, and happy. Us, our families, and all of Klal Yisroel. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizuk. Have a nice day. The other day to a world of uncertainty so gray And I don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring the Stories and the endless news Feeling helpless, yeah, I got the blues Things just seem to get worse day by day Then I see the blue skies And I begin to recognize This wonderful world that you created trees that praise you too and so now I sing to you
either It's to you I sing I knew that I rely King of Malalai Jam in the AM, I want to thank, uh, first of all, that's David Lowy, brand new, great brand new single. We had a great time with him in Israel, believe it or not. I, I still remember the last <laughs> the last trip to Israel with the great live music we did from the uh, Inbal Hotel that Friday morning back in January. So thank you very much for that, David Lowy. He's got a brand new single. There it is. Uh, a big thank you to Yossi Baumel. He just uh, donated at fjbunity.org in honor of uh, Steve Adelsberg. Nahum Siegel and Miriam Wallach. Thank you, Yossi. And we're, we're planning, actually, on speaking to Yossi later in the week. He'll join us for pre-Yom Yerushalayim and pre-Yom Chevron talk here on Thursday morning at JM and AM, and I thank him for that. And also a big thank you to Sam Schuster, uh, who donated yesterday in my honor, which I appreciate. And Sam, I know for a very, very, very long time. And he writes... Um, in honor of Nahum, from nothing but your dedication, creativity, and pure Ahavat Yisrael, you've created a worldwide network that has embraced all Jews and our friends for decades. Well, I cannot thank you enough for that. Thanks to everybody who's making this fundraiser a success at fjbunity.org. JM in the AM on a, a Tuesday morning broadcast. Reminder that tomorrow is a live music alert Wednesday. A live music alert Wednesday. Maishi Tischler is scheduled to join us. We'll do it via Zoom. We'll choose some songs and uh, talk about the brand new album. And um, it'll be, I think, our first new music alert since since nobody's been allowed in our studio. <laughs> I think this is the I think this is the first time in the last ten weeks that we're actually doing a new music alert in this fashion. Maybe we maybe we may have done one just by phone and not with Zoom, where I could see the. Uh, the person during the interview. I don't remember now, frankly. But anyway, he's on tomorrow. We'll do it about 8 o'clock tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Phil Rosen is with us. He's a Chairman Emeritus of Likud USA. He's Vice Chair of Birthright, Vice Chair of the Republican the Jewish Coalition. He joins us live via telephone. Phil, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. And uh, as, I, as I mentioned to you, I also gave a contribution in your and to to your in your name, um, in other words, to uh, honor you and to thank you for all that you do for Kali Israel. I appreciate um, that. Yeah, I think uh, I think you are one of the lights that um, that brings to us all that's great about uh, Am Israel and Eretz Israel and Kali Israel. Well, I appreciate that very much. And one of the things we're most proud of, and this goes for every member of the staff and volunteers here at NSN is thank God we've been on every single day during this COVID-19. And believe you me, that's mostly because of God's generosity to thank God all of us are healthy. Uh, but it's one of the things that's really allowed us to continue being a community. You know, Phil, before we talk about the new government, which is really the primary reason 
why I've invited you on this morning. I, and I know we discussed this last time, but a month later, is, is there any any further comment about birthright? You and I discussed how sad it is that 35,000 students, and that means 35,000 families, because even though the family doesn't go with them, you know how transformative the experience is for families when their child does go. 35,000 students and families will likely, I don't want to say anything definite, (laughs) will likely, because we're still praying things will open up, will likely not have that Israel experience this summer. I know you and I were lamenting this a few weeks ago when you were on. Anything further to say about birthright? So we're still hoping for August, um, but uh, that still means the great majority of the kids won't be able to go um, this year or this uh, season. Um, we're hoping that the winter trips will be bigger than ever. Um, we're taking all precautions, um, smaller groups, um, so that we can spread out on the buses. Right. Um, all sorts of things that uh, we're taking care. We're training um, all of the tour guides and the the, the leaders, Miskashim, etc., um, as to what they need to do to make sure it's safe. But please, God, it should be safe, and please, God, we should start up again. And I'm even hoping that people, while they had so much time at home, they're thinking about uh, what they need to do to change their lives. And uh, Birthright is a great way to start. I really believe that um, Birthright is one of the miracles of the 21st century. And it's interesting because uh, the goal at the beginning, as stated by the founders, and and you know everybody from the beginning, of course, was that Israel can be just a visit, can be a life-changing experience, just a visit can create an atmosphere in oneself to hang out more with the Jewish community, to be more involved in Jewish causes, to marry within the faith, and so many other benefits, and I think now that we're in this dearth, now that we're in this, uh, you know, in this time where where it can't happen, where those trips just can't occur, I, I think in a way the uh, the lack of it is is proving to everybody just how important the mission it is. So true, so true. I think uh, the mission has been unbelievably successful, way beyond the. Uh, I, I was with Charles Bronfman right before. This all started, um, and uh, I, I said to him, did you ever expect this? He said, we expected maybe 100, 100 a year, wow. maybe, and he never expected that it would change the lives of so many. Unbelievable. So, Hashem. The whole thing is incredible. Phil Rosen with us live via telephone. So I guess, as, as you predicted, uh, BB would find a way to um, to to stay as leader of Israel. Uh, no surprise to those of you who know him well, and we were admiring the last time we spoke. We were admiring his um, political savvy, and it, there's no doubt that his political savvy was uh, one of the main reasons that he now is starting this unity government as prime minister. But Phil, I need your opinion on the uh, on the method. I need your opinion when you sit back and watch uh, the the cabinet of the government of Israel swell to to forty people or somewhere in that area. Uh, when you know so many deals had to be made 
in order to get this government officially started and off the ground? What are your feelings when you, th- when you see the method of what's going on over the last few weeks? That's a great question. First of all, um, one of the great lines I heard was one of the Israeli reporters said, there's so many ministers in this government that we need a minister of magic. <laughs> and I, I, I responded that we have that. He's at the top. Um, he's minister of magic. Um, so he's created a government that I think is truly a unity government. Um, it's got in it many, many, many people who can work together. That's To me, that's the key. You know, there was a unity government formed in Israel right before the Six-Day War, um, and that worked beautifully because right. they saw a crisis. Right. He has taken the crises that we have, including the corona crisis, and he's created a government that can actually work together. So you've got people uh, in the government like Gabi Ashkenazi, the former um, former chief of staff. Um, you've got, you know, Yuli Edelstein still there. You've got some great people. And he's got two people that he took from the Derek Harris party, or Derek Harris part of the blue and white, um, Yoaz Handel and, um, and Hauser, C. Hauser. And those are good friends of mine from when they were in Likud many, many years ago. And he's given them beautiful positions in the government. One of them is head of the Foreign Affairs and Defense Committee, and the other one is a, is a minister. Um, I think it was minister of communications. Um, but you've got – so here's another interesting – a lot of interesting facts about this government. One, and this came out because there was criticism by – um, Naftali Bennett, who, who didn't get a spot in the government, right. he, he said that this government uh, is, is, against, um, is against religious Zionism. It's against Kippah Shrugah. There's about 10 ministers in the government that are Kippah Shrugah, ministers that are Kippah Shrugah or married to Kippah Shrugah. And so... It's kind of amazing. This is a government that has such a combination of, of terrific, talented people that um, it's just mesmerizing. You've got Zev Elkin, who's the uh, education, higher education minister. I don't know what that, what that means, but he's got to keep keep Rafi Peretz. You've got uh, just across the board just some wonderful people. Tippi Hotavelli who is Minister for Settlement Affairs, she's a religious woman, um, and her husband wears a kippah shrugah. So there's a great combination of talented people, and you don't have anybody in the government who is going to vote against everything that Bibi puts up there. It's not going to happen. These are people who will stand by him, but will voice their uh, their feelings. So for- and I think that's so from your standpoint, and obviously as uh, as uh, vice chair at the at Likud USA, I mean, from your standpoint, we, we know what the best government or best scenario would be. This is essentially second best. This is essentially the, the, the best that one could have expected once that deadlock seemed completely insurmountable. Exactly. And I think uh, I think he did a masterful job, but he had he had help with a lot of people, including Benny Gantz, who was willing willing 
to step down off his high horse and uh, and say, all right, you be prime minister first. I'll be prime minister in 18 months. It'll work out fine. I just want some of my guys in really important positions, like foreign minister, justice minister, um, and the like. And I think that 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 takes a lot of um, a lot of chutzpah, but it takes an enormous amount of uh, humility to be able to do that. That's what you want in a government. Phil Rosen is with us. All right. So with all this in mind, and now that the government's finally in place, Phil, the question is, what could he accomplish? How aggressive do you think he'll be on the annexation issue? Do you think there'll be a lot of pushback from the United States? Will the U.S. government essentially ignore what's going on in Israel at that time? We, we in fact, were a little surprised that the Secretary of State came back from Israel and really said that the conversations there uh, last week were not really focused on the issue of annexation. How do you see that issue going forward? I think annexation is going to be um, is going to be done, um, or it'll be the process will be started. Let me say that because it's not going to be an easy process, nor is it going to be a short process. I think it's going to be started sometime in the summer. Or, uh, or after the summer, um, before the Chagim, and maybe even after the Chagim. But they're going to start relatively soon. And I think if you think about it, Nachum, you know, for every Jew who believes in the land of Israel, who believes in the state of Israel, um, the safety and security of Israel, um, the annexation of um, the settlements is for, for many people, well, it's, it's a dream. It's something that, you know, Menachem Begin thought of when uh, when he signed the peace treaties with Jordan and Egypt. Um, that uh, I'm sorry, when he signed the peace treaty at Camp David, right. I think he thought about um, uh, he thought about this. He thought about the annexation at some point in the future. And um, I think it's really important that uh, this government is heading down that road. It's also really important that it's a unity government that's doing it, because there's there's really um, there's really nobody on the other side um, who has muscle, um, and nobody will fight this. I hope. I think that this would be something that should go through because the Israeli public wants this. One of the things that Trump has recognized, and this goes to what you said about um, Mike Pompeo. One of the things he's recognized is that Israel is a country and has the right to make its own decisions um, as a country. Um, for many years, the American Jewish, many in the American Jewish leadership have thought that they, their will and their opinions are what Israel should uh, adopt and that they should basically be making the decisions on behalf of the Israeli government principally because they're saying that the Israeli people don't really um, don't really have the right or don't have the knowledge base to do so. That's a horrendous view. Horrendous. And I think what uh, Trump is doing is he's basically saying Israel has a right to decide on its own future. We, you know, we'll give our opinion, we'll help, we'll cooperate. We've got an amazing ambassador over there who's who's been very, very helpful, um, but Israel has to decide on its own what it wants to do with its future. 
Phil Rosen is with us. Do you see this rotation playing out? I mean, you know how clever BB is. You more than ever, more than anyone knows how clever BB is, and you've described his acumen when it comes to political and diplomatic situations. Do you think Gantz will actually be prime minister during this process? I do. I do. I, I believe that, um, um, and he's he's lived up to this. I believe when BB cuts a deal, he sticks by his deal, and I think that's. That's what he's going to do with Benny Gantz. And you know what? It's good for Bibi. It's good for his legacy. Um, he'll be alternate prime minister at that point in time, and uh, he'll help Gantz. Um, Gantz will rely upon him because Gantz will realize that Bibi brings something to the table that nobody else has, which is the years and years and years of diplomacy and, and hard work um, in that regard. Finally, Phil, how do you uh, deal with this isolation? People like yourself, and it's amazing how many people that I'm familiar with have said this to me, uh, that they're now hitting the longest period of time in the last 10, 20 years that they haven't been to Israel. And I, even I said to myself, my gosh, I, I don't know if six months has gone by in my, <laughs> in my uh, last 20, 30 years where I haven't been to Israel at least once. How are you dealing with that physical isolation? Horrible. I'm dealing with this very well. Um, I was there. Thank God I was there right before Purim. Oh, wow. Um, last time you were able to go, I guess it was a week or two before Purim. Right. And, um, you know, it's it's been a long time for me. It's, it's very hard. Um, I wake up sometimes and say to myself, I wish I was lying in my bed in my house in, in Jerusalem. It's uh, It's painful painful, you know, not walking on the street and hearing Hebrew, um, painful not going to the Makolet, painful not visiting, you know, clients, friends, um, people in government, painful. I, I wrote to uh, um, the new uh, ambassador to the United States, Gilad Erdan, who's going to serve as both ambassador to the UN and ambassador to the United States for a period of time. And he's a very, very good and old friend of mine. And I wrote to him, I said, you know, one thing I'm looking forward to you coming here is I'll get to hear Hebrew. Um, <laughs> and he wrote back. He said, my English has gotten much better. <laughs> I said, I, I still want to hear you <laughs> that's, Hebrew. That's not what you wanted to hear. <laughs> and, also, exactly. and also we should point out that, uh, you know, it's not just planning trips, which, you know, a lot of people do, obviously. But if you felt the need, you know, tomorrow night or, you know, next week to go to Israel, you'd be able to plan it at the last minute and go. And that whole, that whole you know, concept of, of, of it not being next door, so to speak, and you know what I mean by that, uh, has been a real eye-opener for all of us. You know, the interesting thing is I remember when I was a kid that uh, my parents, um, even though my father traveled a lot for work, um, my parents used to spend you know, weeks planning, months planning the trip to Israel. Right. And it was something that you thought ahead. Maybe even some people would think years ahead. Right. And um, it's crazy that we've gotten to that uh, to that position now. And we don't even know when. I mean, the beauty is that Delta just announced June 6th, they're starting flights to JFK to uh, Tel Aviv. Right. Um, United has already started. El Al is going to start the end of May, so please, God, it should start going. The only thing is, when you get there, you still don't know whether you have to go into isolation or not. So, uh, you know, if you're going, 
on a two-week trip and you have two-week isolation. Sounds, doesn't work very well. Sounds like if they told you two weeks of isolation in Jerusalem, you'd strongly consider it, frankly. <laughs> oh, I would do it in a second. I'd do it in a second. As long as, as, long as it's in my place, not in the... Uh, in the hotel, although Don Panorama is not so bad. <laughs> not a bad place. Phil Rosen is chairman emeritus of Likud USA and vice chair of Birthright, and of course, a Republican Jewish coalition. Phil, as usual, we thank you. Uh, stay strong thank during these enough. challenging you times, too. and thanks for checking in this morning. And Basel Tov on Yasimcha. I'm really excited for, for all of you, for Miriam, for you, for Mishpachas. Appreciate that very much. Like everybody in this situation, we're wondering what it's going to look like when the day arrives, but thank God we're celebrating. You're 100% right. Thank you so much. Phil Rosen, always wonderful to uh, get his perspective. And he does think, he does think that Benny Gantz, and this is a gentleman associated with Likud, he does think Benny Gantz will, in fact, serve as prime minister at some point. Very interesting. Very interesting. A lot of people, I mean, I, I think people are 50-50 on this. Half the crowd I speak to feel like Phil, and half the crowd feels that uh, BB's going to figure out a way to uh, either dissolve or or the government uh, you know, before the 18 months or uh, actually you know, figure out a way to stay as prime minister. Time will tell, as the expression goes. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSegal.com and the NahumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app.
freedom, hatred without reason, please, no more, weapons of destruction, terror and corruption, please, no more. Yaakov Shweki. Day 40 in the counting of the Omer. Five weeks and five days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Listen, Achaya says, never thought I'd enthusiastically welcome a discussion of Israeli politics. We'll take my mind off Corona news reports. Boker Tov. Thank you, Chaya. Trucker Yitz checks in. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. He says, and Hilly says, good morning, Nahum. Thank you, thank you for your constant chizuk during these trying times. Can you please play David Lowy's new single, Batachti? It'll certainly help us all raise our spirits. And guess what? Sometimes God puts a thought in your head. Because before I even saw that comment, we had David Lowy's selection on toward the bottom of the hour. Tomorrow, it's a live music alert Wednesday. Live music alert Wednesday with Maishi Tischler tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. right here. At JM and the AM, our good friend David Cutler leads the NCSY summer programs. He has the privilege of um, providing incredible, incredible summer educational and fun experiences for 2,000 students from really around the world, not just the United States. In the NCSY summer programs, the bulk of which happen in Israel, many of them happen here in the United States of America. And like our friends in the, uh, in the, um, Pesach hotel business back in uh, March, and like many, of course, who are uh, thinking of the summer, summer camps, etc., as you can imagine, David is working hard uh, to make sure that the NCSY summer programs are doing everything, everything possible to have as normal a summer as possible. David Cutler, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Nice to speak with you. I guess the first thing we have to realize is that this summer is not going to be like previous summers, right? Yeah, you, you mentioned the word normal. I have no idea what that means anymore, <laughs> to be honest with you. So it's uh, this is going to be a much different summer than, than we've ever had before, but I think it even takes on 
uh, greater importance than we've ever had before. Summer under normal circumstances for children is absolutely critical. Um, you know, for them to be productive and to continue what they've done throughout the year, or God forbid the opposite, if, you know, uh, children being idle over the summer is really horrible. And uh, that's why we feel the responsibility uh, to do everything we can to, to provide a summer program for as many kids as possible this by, summer. By the way, David, I'm so glad you started with this point. I'm so glad you started with this point because, and I know it's not half. I don't know what the percentages are, but, you know, we'll go with this. Half the audience is saying, and, and again, this is a, a valid opinion, uh, I, I would not, you know, I would not send my child to any program because, uh, you know, health concerns, etc. And again, everyone understands that. But the other half is saying just the opposite. I desperately need, and and my spouse desperately needs that our child have the summer experience as as best as possible um, during this summer. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you understand the first viewpoint, but boy, do you understand the second viewpoint. And that's why I admire people like yourself who are not giving up, but working very hard every day to come up with ever-changing plans to make sure that those kids and those families who want to take advantage of NCSY summer programs can. Yeah, it's, it's such an amazing point you make because when this, when this started, we had 1,735 kids signed up. Um, and we really, at this point, I'll tell you, one would think that we most of our kids would have withdrawn. Or, right. So we certainly, we've had a, a hundred kids or so who have withdrawn, and that's because a lot of them are from Canada and don't want to cross borders. We, we have over 1,600 kids still signed up uh, and still waiting on our decision um, and God willing with our efforts to be able to provide something because it is such a critical thing for people to get out of their houses. Um, and to be able to do something productive this summer. And that's why, uh, again, when we immediately, right, right when this struck, we immediately formed six different working groups in NCSY summer uh, to work on different possibilities uh, for the summer for as many kids as possible. Um, and, and the beautiful thing, one of the reasons I really wanted to talk to you this morning uh, is because there was a seventh track at the, at the same time by our parent company, the OU. And, uh, and what's incredible about what's going on within the, within the OU and NCSY is most camps, and to their credit, have to see alternatives for their kids, see what's available, see what they can do. Right. And NCSY summer is no different. We did the exact same thing. The OU immediately went into action and said, what can we do for Kaleistrol? Not just about kids, but what can we do for Kaleistrol? What, what is Kaleistrol going to need? What are the Jewish people going to need uh, in the new norm uh, of these times? And they immediately went into action. And they also have a, a number of alternatives in the works right now. Um, and it's an incredible thing. Uh, and I'm so proud to work for the company that I do, for the OU and for NCSY. Because uh, we could have just said, okay, we're worried about NCSY kids. We have the 1,700 kids. But no, we're, we're really, are, are, and that's why we have you know, closed yet, God forbid, thank God, because we really see it as a, as a responsibility to the Jewish people uh, to provide not only summer programming, but meaningful programming for Klai Yisrael uh, for what they're going to need in this, new, in this new time. And you're open and honest with everybody. As we get closer and closer to whatever the deadlines are, you have no idea. You have no idea how many programs will be able to open, what's going to happen, but you're working very hard to make sure that as many of them can, in fact, Will and um, and we should mention obviously, and I know this is obvious to everybody, especially knowing the background of the OU NCSY and yourself. I know that this is obvious, but we should state that you are going beyond the call of duty to make sure that every program is run as safely as possible. Obviously, you're not guaranteeing anything in terms of people's health, but you are working as hard as possible to make sure that whatever does happen is going to happen under the safest conditions possible. Correct. There's never a guarantee. Even even on a regular summer, there's never any kind of guarantee. But again, uh, whatever whatever the guidelines that come out and the restrictions that come out, 
uh, we are going to go above and beyond that, you know, another two notches to make sure that we are covered and we're protected. Um, and then we'll offer, you know, the safest uh, summer possible for as many kids as possible. But it's uh, Baruch Hashem. Uh, we're very proud of our efforts, and we have so many different, you know, alternatives in the United States here being considered, and we are still holding on to our tickets in Israel. I would love personally, with no, no disrespect to Woodmere, I would rather spend my summer in, uh, in Israel. David, David and, and, and this is a setup for another question. The percentage, and you usually know the statistics really well, the percentage of those 1,700-plus who usually would spend this summer in Israel and the percentage who would spend their summer outside of Israel? So um, 80% of our programs or so, if not a little more, uh, spend our summer in Israel. And the reason I say that is because you're not giving up. In other words, you're, you're saying, and I, and I think I could speak for you when we speak in this forum, you're saying you have no idea if it'll be August only. You have no idea if it'll be July and August, and of course you have no idea how many weeks it will be or what the program will look like and what movement will be taking place, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you are saying if there's a way to get to Israel and the authorities and everybody cooperates and, and allows for it to happen, it's going to happen. Correct. We, look, our, our sweet spot is Israel. What we do best is in Israel. Um, and I can tell you we're not going to go to Israel in July. That we decided. Uh, it was decided for us. But we, we are holding tickets for August in, July, uh, in Israel. And, uh, yeah, if we can go to Israel, and, again, there's a lot of things that would have to fall the right way over the next few weeks. Uh, but it, it really is our goal. And Israel, look, Israel's way ahead of where we are in terms of dealing with this virus. Right. And uh, so we're, we're on the phone with them literally every single day, uh, I mean, every hour, just uh, for updates. And, uh, you know, we're, we're holding out hope that we're going to be able to go there. And if we can, we will. If I would have told you on March 1st, any of this, <laughs> none of us would have believed we'd be having this conversation. Would have, I would have had to have you examined. For, uh, just, we, were, you know, we were literally set up for our, our biggest summer ever, the most number of public school kids we were having on our programs. We, we were growing like crazy. Uh, we had, again, we had 1,735 at the time where this really broke, well on our way to just around 2,000, our all-time high um, in Israel and in the States and, and, and in Europe. And, uh you know, so obviously God had other plans, uh, right. but we're pivoting uh, based on God's plans, and we're going to do the best we can. And I, and I know that it's very hard for some people now in this atmosphere to grasp this, which I appreciate, especially since, you know, our kids haven't seen their grandparents in a couple of months, you know, some of whom live a few blocks away. So I know it's hard for people to grasp this. But as we said during the conversation with Phil about birthright, people don't understand always how life-changing experiences these are for kids, especially the public school kids and their families. Their families are, you know, traveling with them to Israel vicariously and experiencing this whole thing when they get back and seeing how it's changed their child's life for the positive. And very often that will go and seep into the family's existence, into their daily routine, and they will change their lives in a positive manner. So there's education here. There's a lot of yeshiva kids who are going to be taken care of during a summer program, but the public school kids as well you know, have so much that they could add, so much value added to their lives and their families' lives. And with everything that's going on, like I said, with this isolation and the necessity to isolate, we shouldn't forget how important it would be to reopen. Yeah, it's, it's a great point because more and more families are spending time with us over the summer in Israel uh, and in other locations also. And, and we really are working more and more with the family unit in, in terms of in terms of Shabbos, in terms of really the follow-up programming, the continued relationships that take place after the summer and during the during the year, and 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 it's critical. We're we're making more and more programming with families in mind, 
not only during the year but over the summer also. You know, one, one of our highlights is obviously Yom NCSY of the summer, and uh, you know we love when families come and spend time with us. It's nice to hear about what we do, and you can see videos which are very meaningful. But there's nothing like spending time with us in person and really seeing the kids and our incredible staff in action uh, and their growth, uh, again, especially in the environment of Israel. It's, uh, you know, it just can't be matched. This communication is really important. I think parents and grandparents who don't hear from schools or from summer programs or don't hear much news about what their specific camps uh, you know, are doing or thinking at this time, I think that they're – you know, sitting back and wondering, are they dropping the ball? Are they not addressing all this? And I think that you, obviously, in, in connection and in communication with the parents and students, uh, which it's quite obvious you're doing, but also in a forum like this, I think it's important for the community to know that you're not, you're not just sitting back and waiting to see what happens. You're actively trying your hardest uh, to think of every contingency plan and put them in place, put them in action when possible. And I think it's really important for people to know. And by the way, I think it's really important for your staff to know that. There are a lot of programs that are staffed by some incredible staff members that you guys hire all through the year. And I think it's important for them to know and for their parents and grandparents to hear it, that the that their summer plans may not be squelched yet. They may still have a, a possibly a shorter but still a meaningful experience. Correct. It's, it's important to know people, you can't hear from us every day because every, every day there's not enough for us to tell you you know, this change, we're getting information every single day, and we're looking at the new, you know, within the alternatives, there are new alternatives that we're working on. Uh, there are over 50 people who are sitting actively uh, and working on, the, on our summer contingency plans, literally all over the United States, with all sorts of facilities. We're hoping to come out with a program that is not only in New York and New Jersey, but is replicable in, in all the communities uh, across the U.S., uh, because, again, that, that's what the OU is about. The OU really is about the community. And uh, so not only are we dealing with, again, Colel and McClellan and our, you know, and our camp sports and our camp Maor programs, which uh, also are planning for virtual programming if we need. That's well in the works also. If we, God forbid, have to shut down, uh, we will have incredible, meaningful virtual programming. I mean, NTSY has done an incredible job in the last couple months of shifting and pivoting to, to virtual programming, which is not our, it's not our forte. We're all about relationships and everything in person that we do. And uh, for us to have made a shift and a pivot uh, in the last two months like we have has been, has been nothing short of mind-blowing. Yeah. And uh, if we have to do that over the summer, then we will as well, uh, which is why, again, the, the, the community effort that we're making here, again, literally 50, 60 people are sitting by every single day, all day, full-time, uh, working on summer program plans uh, with that facility and that place and that travel program and that possibility in Israel, and uh, because we view it as our responsibility, we want to we want to inspire kids this summer and their parents uh, in, in whatever way we can. Yeah, hundred percent. By the way, uh, based on the uh, sounds of the Cutler home, it sounds like you're already running your own summer program this morning. Am I right about that? My son <laughs> woke up a little bit earlier this morning, and he usually does this. That landscaper kind of woke him up, so it's. Uh, Hashem, working at home is fantastic. Uh, it's, well, it certainly has its benefits, and, and you get a taste of running a summer program. There's no question about that. Uh, David Cutler, anything else you'd like to add? Any other uh, specific information you'd like to convey to the audience? People should really be in touch with us at summer at ncsy.org. Uh, because again, we're focused on. We had 1,700 kids signed up for NCSY summer, but we're working we're working on programming uh, for all kids. You know that there really will be for families, for kids, uh, all, all across uh, the country, and uh, that's our responsibility. People should be in touch with us and feel free to ask questions. And uh, God willing, when we're able to, you know, make decisions and uh, and do so in a meaningful and safe kind of way. Uh, then we will, and it's our pleasure, you know, to serve the community and uh, Baruch Hashem. Uh, what NCSY and the OU are doing right now are really uh, 
incredible. Thank God. I'm very proud to be part of it. David, we love highlighting your work. I'm sorry it's under these circumstances, but call a vote for what you're doing. And uh, and thanks on behalf of all the parents and everybody out there. Thanks for uh, making every effort to make summer of 2020 a positively memorable one. Thank you, Nachum. It's always a pleasure to, to speak with you, and we appreciate what you do for us and for the community. And uh, and really, God willing, everyone should stay safe and stay well. And uh, God willing, we'll all get through this together. Thanks, David. Thank you so much. David Cutler, he leads, of course, the NCSY summer programs. And I'll tell you, everybody, when you're dealing with a high-quality leader, uh, you see the way they handle this situation. And uh, we, we, we should never expect otherwise. And sure enough, they're not disappointing over there at the uh, – NCSY summer programs are taking a very, very bitter batch of lemons <laughs> and making the most delicious uh, batch of lemonade possible, uh, which may not be the best batch. We we get that, but uh, knowing them, uh, you know, knowing them with the with the uh, conditions that are set by government authorities, etc., it'll be the best batch possible. That I could tell you. 19 minutes after 8 o'clock. More coming up Tuesday at JMNAM. Don't forget, Yom Yushalayim special is Friday between 6 and 9. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow is a live music alert. Or uh, No, excuse me. It's a new music alert. Tomorrow is a new music alert uh, uh, Wednesday with uh, Maishi Tischler at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Here's eighth day at JM in the AM. Darkest times on a pitch black night He rode a horse of the purest white He knocked on the door, got a prisoner free In his hand a bag of money What shall I do when the money runs dry? Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky What shall I do when the gold runs dry? Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky They surrounded me These three words they set me free When you got no strength and you cry and please Lost in the forest can't find the trees Here's what you do when the money runs dry Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky Here's what you do when the gold runs dry Here's a prayer that could pierce the sky
J.M. in the A.M. That's uh, eighth day here on a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast. Good morning, all. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. Check out A&H today and go to kosherdogs.net. Make sure you're using the right suffix. It's not .com. It's not .org. It's kosherdogs.net for your uh, 10% discount with promo code radio. Kosherdogs.net, 10% discount, promo code radio. Well, our Yom Yerushalayim special is Friday, but before we get there, there's an amazing Yom Yerushalayim special and commemoration and celebration. That You know, it, it's funny. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said on the air, as we were talking about Yom Yerushalayim, once we hit the month of May and I started talking about Pesach Sheni and Mother's Day and Lagba Omer and Yom Yerushalayim, I tried to give everybody a big boost that we have a lot coming up this month. So I mentioned then, I said, I wonder what Atarat Khanim is going to do. What's Jerusalem Chai going to do? What's the American Friends of Atarat Khanim going to do? Because usually their event is on or a day apart from Yom Yerushalayim. And it's a big dinner, and we've been part of it, and it's an amazing celebration. Great way to celebrate Yom Yerushalayim, you know, thousands of miles away. So we said, what's going to happen? Well, American Friends of Atarat Khanim, Jerusalem Chai, the organization in the world working to restore with Jewish life, and to redeem the neighborhoods of the old city of Jerusalem. Today, many, many people refer to them, those areas as the Muslim and Christian quarters. They have decided that they're doing a major Yom Yerushalayim commemoration. It may not be a dinner. We may not be a terrace on the park or any other uh, hall, uh, but we'll be online, and we'll be raising money for an amazing cause. Uh, to celebrate the 53rd Yom Yerushalayim and to help raise needed funds for the families and institutions of the old city and the neighborhood surrounding Harabayat, uh, American Friends of Atarat Khanim has put together a Yom Yerushalayim commemoration like no other with people like Shlaimi Dax, Avi Peretz, Uri Bitan, Elron Zabatani, Tal Vaknin, Chaim David, Shlomo Katz, the Solomon Brothers, God Elbaz, Dudu Fisher, 613, Rivi Schwebel, Eli Schwebel, Dr. Mayor Abitan, Dr. Baruch Abitan, Yehuda Nagelberg, Aaron Nagelberg, Michal Przansky, and more on Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, right? Just as Yom Yerushalayim is starting, because it starts obviously that night. On Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, you go to rootfunding.com, R-O-O-T, rootfunding.com slash campaigns slash Jerusalem Day. And you'll be able to access the incredible celebration. There's also other ways to access it because we're going to see an email or a link anywhere, uh, or, or a link in email or a social media anywhere. Uh, all you'll have to do is click on it and enjoy the entire celebration. Chaim Leaptag, of course, is a coordinator, friend, consultant, and major player when it comes to the work of the American Friends of Atarat Kohanim. Chaim, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. How are you? Baruch Hashem, I think the last time I saw you was actually in Europe. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Something that most Americans can't say to anybody these days anymore. <laughs> actually, both of us were in Italy. It's unbelievable. Uh, in Rome, one week before the problem. Unbelievable. Yeah, that unbelievable. Was, uh, what, a, what a 
What a bracha we got out of there. Yeah, and who even who even knew and that? Who it, even had thought of it? Who would have right. known that as we're flying out of there that God, yeah. God's doing us a big favor? But anyway, um, th- the biggest issue was coming into Can- you know into the airport. The line was like so long, and everybody was cramped together, and and nobody was wearing masks. And the, a, that was wild. A different era, Chaim. A different, a different era. era. Yeah, that's Listen, sure. I, I said this at the beginning of May. You know, we know that every year we have the most amazing time. Uh, those who attend the American Friends of Atarikonim dinner, it always coincides with Yom Yerushalayim. It's an amazing way to celebrate from 6,000 miles away. You guys could have rested on your laurels. You guys could have said, you know what, there's no way to have a dinner this year. Instead, you've put together an amazing musical presentation, which goes live here in the Eastern Time Zone at 5 o'clock on Thursday. Um, yeah, evening. Let me correct you. It actually goes live starting Thursday morning in, oh. in, 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 our, in our time. Uh, you can log on at any time. Uh, we try to coordinate it with Israel. So Israel, at midnight, it will go live in Israel, which um, uh, which means here like 5 in the morning. So, I mean, see, just on wait, wait, Thursday, wait, one, it's one live the, the entire day. What, you what, can one, log on what, at any one, time you one, want. One second. In Israel, it's going live midnight Thursday night? Uh, no, Wednesday night. Ah. It's like, the, you know, you, okay. when, when, you, when you schedule that flight in Israel, okay. you, don't, you, know, so, you don't know it's 1235. So, so then, it would, yeah, then, it, then it would be 5 p.m. Wednesday here because we're seven hours ahead. Yes. So, I mean, bottom line, it's close, but we are really live the entire day Thursday. No, no, I understand that, but I'm saying at 5 p.m. Wednesday night. As it's midnight. Oh, cor- uh, correct. Yeah. Correct. So, okay. Yep. So I'm just going to change my announcement from yeah. Thursday. People already can right. log on and celebrate and, and watch it on Wednesday night yeah. here. Yeah. In, in That's United correct. As, as of midnight. All right. That's great. Well, midnight in Israel and 5 yeah. p.m. here right. in, in the U.S. Okay. Right. Very good. Um, now, we have to make this very clear. This is in place of a dinner, which means, number one, you, you want everyone together. You want people together watching it and enjoying it. They'll have a couple of days to do that, as you described. Right. But at the same time, you want to raise as much money as possible for the American Friends of Atarat Khanim because, Chaim, as all this is happening, that the world is shutting down, one thing I'm sure of, and that is the brave people who are in neighborhoods uh, that need extra military protection in the old city of Jerusalem and, and its surroundings. And I know not everybody believes that that's actually the case, but I've seen it with my own eyes. Uh, they, the people there are continuing to live, continuing to build, continuing to, to inject that area uh, with Jewish uh, tradition and Jewish families. And, and with that in mind, we should try to raise as much money as possible at the end of this week in honor of Yom Yerushalayim. Uh, 100%. You know, when we talk about our being in isolation or our being in our homes, so you know, we can go outside, um, or even in Israel, most of the places. So uh, my my kids who live in Afrat or in Tel Aviv, you know, they could go. They could have gone a hundred meters out. All right, but in the in the old city or in what we call the Muslim quarter or the Christian quarter, um, you just can't walk out of your house so easily. Yeah. Um, and our enemies have not forgotten that we are there, and uh, there were uh, attacks, and there were firebombs, and there were different things going on all the time during this uh, during this uh, close down, during the pandemic. And you guys have been there with, with help with security and our, costs? And our security people have been there, right. and our families are together like you can't believe. Uh, in fact, I think uh, Daniel Laurie just uh, sent me... Let me get the exact number, but he, I think he just said the 89th baby was just born. <laughs> in uh, in the last two months? No, just uh, two days ago. Or let, let me just, what was that number? I think he said the 89th baby was just born. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> in Kfar Temanim, in, 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 in the Yemenite village. I think when I was there, there were maybe 20 kids. 
Yeah, it's incredible. We now have like 22 families. Um, we 22 have restored, families. We have restored the old Yemenite uh, base medrash and shul. I mean, there is a vibrant Jewish community going right now uh, in what the world calls Silwan, what we call the Shiloach. Uh, and it, it, we have recreated or we have reestablished um, a Yemenite Community or Yemenite area that was uh, began in the 1800s uh, um, when they when they got a clarion call for the Mashiach and they came uh, to build there and we uh, and we have families there now it's 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 incredible and if people only realize the condition everything we describe it's it's still it, it does not compare when you actually see it when you see how parents and and children have to be driven in and the type of neighborhood they're living in and how rocks and debris are constantly coming onto their homes and their backyards and the synagogue that you just mentioned which thank god has been reopened that was uh, it was under attack and i know that sometimes rocks and debris doesn't sound like attack frankly it was under attack uh, by the neighbors who did not want that synagogue to be reopened 100% because they squatted in it um, they were living there and um uh, when we discovered that this was the the uh, the, the the Yemenite uh, base medrash, um, you know, we we got it uh, together. Even with the with the Israeli government, became it's now a historical uh, site. Um, we we brought Sifrei Torah there. I mean, it's 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 alive and going. It's unbelievable. And by the way, you know, it, not only rocks, but imagine walking your baby in a stroller and somebody throwing a watermelon out the window at you. I mean, that's right. <laughs> Anything they can do. Yep, 100%. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad. Chaim Liebtag's with us, American Friends of Atarat Khan, and they are having, they are having a Yom Yerushalayim celebration. But like I said, this year it ain't going to be a terrace in the park. This year it's literally going to be at your, I don't even know, was it terrace that you were at recently? I don't even remember. What. We've been in terrace, <laughs> we've been out. Yeah, we, terrace has been one of, our, one of our homes. It's been, it's been one of the mainstays. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, when, when we talked about this, we, we struggled uh, with the idea of doing something. Because we know that people are hurting, and we know that uh, that communities here are hurting, and that uh, it's a different time. But the bottom line is, Yerushalayim is Yerushalayim. Yep. No matter how struggle, how how much we're struggling, we're still davening three times a day. We're still saying of an Yerushalayim and we're you know, it's it, that's Yerushalayim is our is is the real fundamental base of our lives. And don't worry, soon more and more people are going to be living there. Frankly, uh, I hope so. You know that I could tell you the way things are going. Um, so what happened was, folks, instead of terrace in the park and gathering together for a delicious dinner and some videos and honorees. Uh, this year, the Yom Yerushalayim commemoration will feature an incredible lineup. I, I went through the whole list before uh, before I introduced you, Chaim. How would you get all these people to, to volunteer to do this? It's amazing. Well, first of all, uh, I want to thank uh, Dr. Paul Brody, uh, who uh, on our board, uh, who uh, for many years was involved in the uh, concert uh, in Central Park that we did after um, that the was done after the Israel Day Parade. Right. Um, and he said, you know what, let's do it. And... Um, He's been on the phone, and if you know Dr. Paul Brody, you can't say no. no. <laughs> That's true, and the lineup is amazing. You have so many uh, varied and uh, and wonderful professionals who are going to be part of it. I mean, you have and and you have a lot, by the way, who are going to be performing from Israel. You have a right. lot. To I mean, and I must say, let me uh, people. Let's say like like Chaim Dovid, right. when I when I called him up, he actually got. Um, two other guys to come into his apartment, um, <laughs> and they they recorded right there. I mean, it's it's just uh, just incredible. The Solomon Brothers from their spots, uh, you know, um, Rabbi Shlomo Katz, uh, you know, they're just incredible, incredible people uh, who really have 
bent bent over backwards to help us out and to help the people in uh, in the old city. Where else can you have uh, God Elbaz, Dudu Fisher, Ellie Schwebel, and Six Thirteen on the same bill? It's amazing, and of course there are a lot more. Yeah, I mean, like Gershon Varoba. I mean, there's some even names that are coming on now. So. Uh, I always you always apologize to everyone if you didn't get it all in, but um, yeah, well, yeah. we'll announce Gershon for sure. Yeah. Um, on Wednesday night at five p.m. to see this entire production and to uh, to help uh, the work of the American Friends of Atarat Konim at Wednesday night at five p.m. You can go to this website, Root Funding. It's R O O T Rootfunding dot com slash campaigns slash Jerusalem Day. Now, as Chaim just said. Uh, to me, off the air, when people get an email or if they're on social media, they don't have to worry about knowing the address. They literally could click on it, and it'll go right there. So we're going to do that. We're going to make sure that on my Facebook page uh, we put this link, and, and anybody who sees it will be able to just literally go there starting at 5 p.m. Wednesday night here in the U.S. and uh, and and start seeing the show and hopefully give generously as you watch all these great musicians and performers uh, commemorate the Holy City of Jerusalem on the 53rd anniversary of the reunification of the Holy Land. So it's as simple as that. There's a video presentation and celebration, which you'll have access to beginning on Wednesday night. Uh, there's a way to give that you'll see there on the uh, on the site. And it's really easy to get to because the link is going to be going all over the place, both from the office. I mean, yeah. Yeah, the, you can actually go now and see some, some intro videos, etc. Uh, it's there now, and... Um, but we're waiting to put the actual concert up, you know, at, at the time that we announce. So, the, again, if, the, if we go to that same address that I've been announcing, there's preview videos at the moment. A hundred percent. Chaim, it's pretty amazing. 53 years. A lot, of yeah. people, a lot of people don't know what life is like without a unified city of Jerusalem. Most of our people don't, don't know what it's like because most people don't remember at this point. 1967, but, uh, but us, us old people, not you, not <laughs> me, old people. But nonetheless, nonetheless, it's something we cannot take for granted. Not, it's not just the neighborhoods that you're referring to. We can't take the fact that we have control over Jerusalem for granted these days. A hundred, yeah. I, I, and I also do want to mention that besides the 53 years of of uh, since since the Six Day War, we're also re- uh, celebrating this year the 40th anniversary of Eteret Kohanim. Oh wow! And so. Um, Atera Kohanim is really the singular organization that is working with those families in those areas. And because of, you know, we do have to understand, because of the Atera Kohanim, uh, places like Ir David would not have been there unless Atera Kohanim was there. Places, even the Chorva Synagogue that got rebuilt, is because of our presence in, in those areas. Um, our ability to even walk to the Kotel is so much has been so much influenced by the presence of a Ter Kohanim. This is very quiet on you know on on you know on this side, all right. But we should all understand how important the Ter Kohanim's work has been for all the kind of things that everyone now takes for granted. Um, you can walk through the Damascus Gate and walk down Rehov Hagai and walk directly to the to the Kotel, but and that's because of Ter that's because of a Ter Kohanim. You know, Chaim, uh, not to sound too old, which I'm about to, but if, <laughs> You're always young. But if that's the case, if that's the case that Tarot Konim is 40 years old, that means, that means, oh, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I was about to, because uh, I'm thinking, I was, because I was shown an apartment uh, overlooking Harabayat in the Muslim quarter in 1990. I was thinking 1980. I was shown at night. And 30 years ago, mm-hmm. I saw what was then the Atarat Kohanim Yeshiva, but it must have just started a few years before that. It, uh, it must correct, have. Correct, correct. And now, by the way, 
when Mirz Hashem, when we get back to Israel, when all of us can get there, you have to you have to do yourself a favor and go and see, stand on Beit Hanof and see our uh, see our lookout that overlooks the Har Habayit. When you dive in there, all right, and you know what is coming. Um, you know, that makes those feelers and everything even better. And it also understand that these are the places our kids just can't play in the street like other kids, all right? right. They they have to be up on a rooftop in a playground yep. because um, our enemies don't like us. I saw that playground, by the way. Right. We have, a, we have a, so a, a number of them. Uh, and think about it for a moment when you, when, when it's sukkahs, all right, yep. on, on Sukkot. Where do, you, where do you put your sukkah? Yeah, you can't put it, you know, out on Rehovah. You've got to put it up somewhere, and those are the, those are the kind of things that we do, and that allows for a normal life for the people who are so brave who live there, who want to live there. Um, and you'll hear me say, all you see when you go there are smiles on faces. You never see you never see anyone frowning. It, it's that's incredible. It is pretty remarkable. You meet people who are heroic, but people who don't even think they're heroic. That's what's amazing. For, for sure. For uh, by the way, I'm proud to announce, everybody, as Chaim just told me that all this is live now, which I'm glad to hear, that uh, 10% of their goal has already been reached, which means if you want to donate right now, if you want to donate in honor of Jerusalem right now, you could do so. And, of course, the actual video that we keep talking about, not the preview videos which are up now, but the actual one that we keep talking about, the big celebration video, will be available on Wednesday night here in the Eastern Time Zone. Go to rootfunding.com. It's R-O-O-T, rootfunding.com slash campaigns slash Jerusalem Day, rootfunding.com slash campaigns slash Jerusalem Day, and you will see that they've already reached 10% of the goal, and hopefully by the end of uh, Yom Yerushalayim they will have reached their entire goal, please God. And uh, I, I want to throw one other thing, that it really is just a br- kind of breaking. Um, we do have a friend uh, in, a, in a, uh, a caterer uh, who has, uh, we're going to be able, if you want, uh, to get a meal. Uh, so that you can eat a a, a meal during the during the day, uh, I'll give you a phone number because uh, we don't have this link yet. But five one six seven six six twenty seven hundred, and say you're interested in the Jerusalem uh, in the in your Mushalim menu from Charmel Caterers, um, and uh, there's a whole list of things that you can get, uh, and and proceeds there will, will also come to help uh, a terrorist. And that's literally will be delivered to someone's home. We will deliver it to someone's home. And, yeah. and, in, in, and, the, in the Met, New York metropolitan area, if you live, you know, you, you, have, you have such a wide um, area that, of your network. I, I can't say it will be delivered to your home in Los Angeles, <laughs> uh, but if you call today, we will, they, will, they, will, uh, they will prepare it and send it to you. Chaim, so, yeah. are they guaranteeing falafel and shakshuka or not necessarily? Uh, not shakshuka, <laughs> but uh, don't worry. You, you can still get your steak, you know. So they'll definitely, it'll definitely have an Israeli flavor to it. It'll definitely have an Israeli flavor, for sure. <laughs> All right, anybody out there who would like the Jerusalem Day menu for your home for Thursday night, uh, contact Charmel Caterers and let them know you want to do this yeah. in honor of Ateret Kohanim. It's 516-766-2700. Sure. 516-766-2700. And we'll continue to announce, of course, we get closer to the American Friends of Ateret Kohanim Jerusalem Day uh, special. Uh, which now, as we heard, will begin on Wednesday night. Uh, we'll continue to announce that and uh, put the link out for everybody to enjoy and hopefully at the same time for everybody to give as generously as possible to keep a tarot con in going. Uh, By the way, Nachman, I just want to say one thing. I'd be remiss if I didn't say it. Yeah. I want to thank you, Miriam, and your whole staff. You, you have helped to bring so much normalcy to this crazy time. <laughs> that, you know, that after my doff in the morning, you know, 
I put on I put on uh, the Nachum Siegel Network, and I listen. And all of what you're doing is you're helping to bring something normalcy to a very abnormal time. And uh, we can't thank you enough, and Yerushalayim can't thank you enough, and you, you, through the music and and all the spiritual stuff, and even like the last uh, when I was just listening to David Cutler, I mean, the information that's going out there that people need to know, um, and it's you know. From you, we know it's not the crazy Lashon uh, Hara that we hear so much. It's straight, it's news, it's right, and it's correct, and we can't thank you enough for your help. I appreciate that, and like I said earlier today, it's all because uh, the one above has been very generous to us uh, that our staff and volunteers, thank God, thank God, continue to be healthy during this very, very challenging time. Bliyayin Hara, that should continue. Uh, Chaim, I thank you, and everybody uh, go to rootfunding.com slash campaigns slash Jerusalem Day. Take advantage of Charmel Caterers and their offer to help celebrate Jerusalem Day in an appropriate fashion by calling them and ordering at 516-766-2700. And uh, Chaim, happy Yom Yerushalayim to you. Happy Yom Yerushalayim to you, and um, please, God, we should somehow get there before Yom Yerushalayim, you know. If that's possible, I'm open up the airports and let's flood it. Let's get in there. Amen to even, that. Even though it's what 100 degrees today, but you know. yeah, I know we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw someone, but you know, it's supposed to break on Shabbos. Yeah, I saw someone post. I never ever wanted Shabbos this badly. I always want Shabbos right. badly, but right. boy, never this badly because right. they are desperately trying to get out of this 100 right. degree and, weather. And, and in to boot, they got a two day yontif also coming up. That's right. Next week they have a two day yontif. <laughs> yes, it'll be different partios, but it's a two day. Yeah. Chaim, I thank you, and uh, we will continue to celebrate Jerusalem together. Thank you so much. Thank Miriam. Thank everyone from there, and uh, we look forward to having all of you join us um, uh, on Yom Yerushalayim uh, and to please and to help out uh, this incredible organization that is really at the front of uh, helping to get Mashiach as quickly as possible here uh, and to restore those areas in, U- in, in Yerushalayim that were taken away from us, that we got back, and we're building again. 100%. You're working very hard to do that. Thanks, Chaim Liebtag, and everybody out there. Make sure to celebrate Jerusalem Day with our friends at American Friends of Atarat Khanim and, of course, with us here at JM in the AM. More coming up. It's day 40 in the counting of the Omer, and this is Mordechai Shapiro.
חדש, אני מודה, אני נרגש, כל נשימה, חיים במתנה. בכל יום מתעלה, הלב מרגיש ומתמלא, ומתוכי פורצת מנגינה. בוקר טוב עולם, בוקר שכזה, כל החושך J.M. in the A.M. Boker Tov, done by uh, our friends, or uh, done by Mordechai Shapiro, our friend, I should say. Boker Tov is the name of that one off of the off of the um, album entitled Hakol Mishamayim. J.M. in the A.M. Uh, woo-hoo, listener Cena says. Woo-hoo. <laughs> happy, happy birthday, our fourth daughter, Shane D. Gifter of Staten Island, but really from North Miami Beach. Today you're leaving the teens in the dust. That's definitely be- that's definitely cause for celebration. Enjoy the cake. Wish we were there to give it to you in person. We love you tons. Wish you a wonderful day and fabulous year ahead. Um, oh, North Miami Beach just ain't the same without you. We hope you can come visit soon. With much love from Bubby and Zadie, Florida. We know them. I don't know why they call themselves Bubby and Zadie, Florida. We know them as Listener Cena and Mr. Listener Cena down in Florida. That's how we identify them. JM Rewind is next at 9 o'clock. It's a live music alert with Shlomo Katz. I don't know when that was done, but boy, that must be a good show. That must be a good show. It's coming up next. So keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Sandy Shmueli featured in our album of the week at 10 a.m. Avrami has a live lunch. Now, Avrami, um, he had 100 and what was it? 104 in Beit Shemesh, was it? I think it was 104 yesterday in Beit Shemesh. Plus, he had a power outage. 
So hopefully he'll be on between 11 and 1 Eastern time. No guarantees with the with the streak that they're on over there in Beit Shemesh between the weather and the uh, and the power, but hopefully he'll be on. Make sure to treat him well. He'll be broadcasting from extenuating circumstances, as I just described. <laughs> so he'll be coming up here at the uh, Nahum Siegel Network at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Um... Our friends at ArtScroll are offering the brand new Panay Menachem stories and lessons of Torah leadership, compassion, and empathy from the life of Rapinchos Menachem Alter of Ger for um, a 15% discount when you use promo code radio. 15% when you use promo code radio. Also, you could pre order Living Amuna and get a 10% discount when you use promo code radio. Go to ArtScroll.com, ArtScroll.com, always use promo code radio.
That's Shmuley Unger. Brand new from Maishi Tischler is Bracha Maruba. He's here tomorrow with a new music alert Wednesday. Again, Bracha Maruba off the brand new album entitled Modani. Maishi Tischler wraps up a Tuesday at JM in the AM. <laughs> Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. 
Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at JM and the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to support our 2020 fundraising campaign. Go to uh, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Be as generous as possible, fjbunity.org, and we thank you. Tomorrow morning we're back. New music alert uh, Wednesday with Maishi Tischler. Make sure to join us for that. And uh, coming up next, JM Rewind with Shlomo Katz, followed by a... Uh, Album of the Week Hour with Sandy Shmueli, and then a live lunch with Avrami between 11 and 1 o'clock. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.